Ash Wednesday is the rockin' around the Christmas tree of Easter. Johnny Marks wrote rockin' around the Christmas tree. He also wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Holly Jolly Christmas. He was Jewish. The story goes that when he wrote rockin' around the Christmas tree, he said he wanted Brenda Lee to sing it. She was 12 at the time, and according to her own account, she hadn't had much success in records yet. Well, that changed, but not immediately. Lee's mega-hit, I'm Sorry, came in 1960, so a couple years after Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, and it brought it to fame. Then Home Alone, 30 years later, made it a fresh Christmas song for a new generation. She still sings it at every concert, no matter the season. So now that you're tapping your toes to Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, can I tell you what it has to do with Ash Wednesday? I don't know about you, but the line of the song that always sticks with me is in the new old-fashioned way. I love new old-fashioned stuff. Don't you? You know, stuff that we make seem like it's been around forever, even though it's fairly new. Like, in a way, Ash Wednesday itself. United Methodists were just beginning to observe Ash Wednesday services in the late 70s, and we didn't really start using actual ashes until the 90s. We imagine Christians doing the same things we do throughout history, but it just doesn't work that way. Even imagining reading your own copy of the Bible every day is less than 500 years old, which is pretty old for us, but Jesus and his disciples didn't read scriptures every day. They had to internalize it from when it was read aloud in synagogue. Parental vows at their children's baptism less than 200 years old. It feels like it's always been around. Not much more than 100 years ago, pianos were introduced into regular Christian worship. One of the first things that Protestants tried to do when we separated from the Roman Catholic Church was to find a lineage to the early church to prove that we were the faithful line of succession to, from Jesus and the Twelve. And it's not just religious things either. Remember that Dodge Challenger ad a few years ago with George Washington? The one thing that stayed in style through all these years is that we keep finding ways to do things in the new old-fashioned way. Now, this is not a value judgment. I'm not saying that we should only do things that we can prove the church or God's people have always done. And I'm also not saying that we can set aside a practice or a belief just because we don't think that way anymore. I am saying that the constant thing through all of this is the human penchant for trying and failing and trying again. In other words, the constant for humans is being human. I believe this new old-fashioned tradition of Ash Wednesday is all about being human and recognizing that we are human. Now, Christians have, on and off, been observing Ash Wednesday since about the 11th century. And the use of ashes, some of you recognize, goes back to biblical times. Ashes being similar to dust remind us that from dust we were created and to dust we shall return, which are words often said when ashes are imposed on our foreheads on Ash Wednesday. From dust we were created, to dust we shall return. In those days, in the 11th century, Lent was a season of preparation for the celebration of Easter, as it is today. Ashes then were used especially for new converts and for those who had fallen away from the church who were seeking readmission 
to the church. They were sprinkled with ashes and given rough garments to wear as a sign of sorrow for their sins and of sincerity for their commitment. Some say we've cheapened the use of ashes, offering them on the roadside and for drive-by folks. Ashes on the forehead these days are more a sign of camaraderie. You see someone else marked by ashes and you're reminded that you aren't in this alone. But let ashes also be a reminder that we're human. And when you ponder being human, I encourage you to remember that being human is exactly what God created you to be. Yeah, we've messed up. We failed. We are all broken people. But God created us to be people, to be humans. And as humans, to learn to rely on God to heal our brokenness, to deliver us from our sins, and to learn from our failures in old ways and in new ways and in new old-fashioned ways. I mean, take it from David who, in response to Nathan's rebuke for what David had done to Bathsheba and Uriah, gave us the 51st Psalm, the first 17 verses of which we read today on Ash Wednesday. So, Ash Wednesday is a reminder to start the season of Lent, to spend our time in preparation for Easter, for the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. Reflecting on being human and remembering the fact that God made us to be human. God didn't make us to be human and then wish God had made us something else. And God didn't make us to be human now and then something else later. God made us to be human. And human is what God wants us to be. Which is probably a good reason to turn to David. Because David is identified in the scriptures as a man after God's own heart. And if you remember some things about David... You might wonder about David's character at least a little bit, but he's a man after God's own heart, which leads us to Psalm 51. So let me set the stage. David is king, and David, though king, was doing something he shouldn't have been doing. He didn't go off to war as kings did in the spring back then. Instead, he looked down from the side of his palace and saw over yonder a woman bathing and decided he wanted that woman, but he couldn't have the woman because she was married. So he had, he made arrangements for her husband ultimately to be killed in battle so that he could have Bathsheba. And then he had her. And Nathan, the prophet, confronted David. This is David's response to having been confronted by Nathan, the prophet. Have mercy on me, God, according to your faithful love. Wipe away my wrongdoings according to your great compassion. Imagine yourself coming to God, fully human, and saying these words. Wash me completely clean of my guilt. Purify me from my sin. Because I know my wrongdoings. My sin is always right in front of me. I've sinned against you, you only. I've committed evil in your sight. Now, this is where I feel like I need to point out. The Psalms are written by people representing their heartfelt interactions with and concerns towards and penitence to and anger at God. So when David says, against you and you only have I sinned, I think David is trying to pull one over on God. 
because David has sinned against Bathsheba, and David has certainly sinned against Uriah, and maybe David has sinned as king against his entire nation, but it certainly is not true that he's only sinned against God. But the Psalms are people pouring themselves out to God. So we don't judge or condemn David for pouring himself out any more than we want to be judged or condemned for our pouring ourselves out to God. He continues, I've committed evil in your sight. Okay, he's back on track here. That's why you're justified when you render your verdict completely correct when you issue your judgment. Yes, I was born in guilt and sin from the moment my mother conceived me. And yes, you want truth in the most hidden places. You teach me wisdom in the most secret place. space. Again, David is speaking from his heart. He's not necessarily laying out universally true theological claims. He's speaking from his heart and how he feels in his interaction with and relationship to God. Again, he comes back to this plea to God in verse 7. Purge me, purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. David knows that God can make him clean. Let me hear joy and celebration again. Let the bones you crushed rejoice once more. David does not have any bones crushed by God, but it's how he feels at this point. Hide your face from my sins. Wipe away all my guilty deeds. Create a clean heart for me, God. Put a new faithful spirit deep inside me. We as humans can all agree with that request from God, from David to God. Please don't throw me out of your presence. Please don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. For the next period of Lent, six and a half weeks, I invite you to invite God not to throw you out of God's presence, not to take his Holy Spirit from you. Because sometimes during the typical week, many of us feel like God has done that. Quote this hymn, cite this hymn, ask God not to, God hasn't, God won't. Return the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach wrongdoers your ways and sinners will come back to you. Deliver me from violence, God, God of my salvation, so that my tongue can sing of your righteousness. Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim, proclaim your praise. He goes on, finishes the psalm, as you heard Julia read. It's David being human. It's David being the human that the scripture tells us is a man after God's own heart, but entirely and absolutely human because human is exactly what God made David to be. And human is exactly what God made you and me to be. So Lent gives us a season in which we focus on our humanness and how we move from our own self-centered and broken and bitter and failing humanness to the humanness that God has created us for. How do we get there? It takes a while. It takes some effort. It takes a journey is how we're looking at it this year. For the season of Lent, we are looking at the journey of being disciples. In fact, had we not had the worst winter weather in maybe in Texas history, you would already have by now one of these, a backpack that says following Jesus is a journey. Lent 2021. It's got our Ovilla UMC um, symbol right there in the middle. And it will be full, it would have been, and it will be full of things, exercises that we invite you to share with us on our journey to Easter. So think with me, think with us for the next six and a half weeks of our lives as followers of Jesus as a journey. And there are some old ways and some new ways and some new old fashioned ways 
that we are about the business on the journey of becoming more like Jesus, of becoming the humans that God created us to be. Amen.